Today's episode is brought to you by Private Internet Access. PIA is America's number one virtual private network. Also we're brought to you by Beam. Beam is going to chill you out and chill you up. Don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway, I said it though. <laughs> and lastly, we're brought to you by Me Undies. They are the undies that I have on me. Now let's jump into this podcast. It's time for Ghosts and Friend Dogs! Friend Dogs in the morning. In the morning! Live, 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 Ooh, you were like zoomed past. <laughs> How you doing? What's going on? Uh, man, I'm doing all right. I uh, I was telling you before, but I broke my coffee pot. How? Why? In what man, way? You just were you. I'm adjusting this microphone. I gotta get ready for this big story. Okay, um, please, please do. So, because this is very important. <laughs> yes. So I was making coffee. As you might assume. Right, right. You weren't just, like, playing with a coffee pot. No. <laughs> That'd be weird. So I was throwing the coffee pot around, <laughs> as I do. Uh, and I was like, all right, pour the water. Pour the water in the thing. And then I was like, all right. Uh, or no, that's what it was. It had, like, coffee in it from yesterday. So I was like, I pour this coffee out. And then I poured that coffee out. And then I filled it with water. And then I poured the water in the thing. And then... For some reason, I like went to turn around and I was clipped the bottom of it on the counter. It just shattered. Eh, you know what? That's interesting. I've never, I've never personally broken a coffee pot, but I have, with a consistency that is jarring, dated numerous people that have broken my coffee pots and or broken my various coffee making machines. <laughs> like it is a thing. Where I stopped buying coffee-related <laughs> things while dating people because it just became too much. <laughs> every time. Every time. My French press. I've gone through four French presses over the course of four separate relationships. Oh, my God. I'm like, D how can I help you learn to use this? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and it's comical now. It's like, ah, oh, there goes another one. <laughs> it's like, you know, coffee's not good enough. Got to get that French press. I'm like, okay, as long as you know how to use it. And it always ends up broke every time. It's shattered because <laughs> the pressure and the, I don't know. It's just so dumb. So I'm like, well, okay. So now the only coffee machine I have in my home straight up is one of those Keurig things. Oh, so yeah. I am destroying the environment for the simplicity of <laughs> not having to go out and buy like eight coffee pots. That's true. You're not breaking your coffee pots. Uh, yeah, I'm just destroying this world for future <laughs> generations. It's fine. I mean, I've only broken one other one, I think, that I can remember. So, I mean, this is just the second. That's not too bad. No, you have a stellar record. Yeah. For a life lived, you're doing very well. Yeah, I'll take it. Not me. I am uh, in a wash of broken <laughs> glass and shattered dreams. <laughs> it's like a poetry line. <laughs> not me. A wash of broken glass and dreams. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I did that this week. Another thing I've been doing, playing a Pokemon game. I saw, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I saw that you were streaming it, mm -hmm. and I assume 
it's not multiplayer and you were streaming with friends? Yes, correct. Because there was because it was like eighty. Look, I love a good stream with people, but I <laughs> part of me felt bad because there was like eighty people talking and you were just trying to like give shout outs to me. You were like trying to clap people in the background. There's like, <laughs> but it's like all these conversations <laughs> happening, and I was like, this poor man. This poor man. He's well, just trying to clap his hands together. Sometimes, I mean, I don't really mind it when I'm doing my, my high fives. You know, like, whatever. I'm just, all you hear is like, right? Uh, but, it, you know, there wasn't too many people. I think it was just like five. Five-ish. I know Sam, Gmart were there. And then other people are just like hopping in and out. Uh, so that was, you know. Uh, that was pretty... But there's the thing with new Pokemon games. So I started... And I was like, everybody just says the graphics are bad. That's all I ever heard. I was like, is the game fun? And they're like, the graphics are bad. I'm like, I don't care. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. See how it goes. So I start playing. You know, graphics, they're not my favorite graphics. But I, you know what? I don't dislike them. Like, I think they're all right. Some of the things that are bad, like I'm not a big fan of the water. There's like some other artistic things they did that feel rushed or something. Uh, so I was like, all right, but... The mechanics and the core of the game, I was like, all right, this is this is pretty fun. But the, oh my God, Pokemon tutorials. I swear to God, <laughs> they are. They are just, it's so handholdy for like. Well, it's designed for children. You say that, but like half the audience is not children. I understand, but it's still designed for children. Yes. So I'm not saying they should get rid of it. I'm just saying I have to like spam the A button to make it through. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. They're like, do you know about Pokemon? But I'm like, I've been playing this shit since Pokemon Red and Blue. All right, do I know about Pokemon? Okay. Then uh, I make it through all that, and then you just start catching the Mons. You know, you start battling, and then after a while, I realized I was like, oh, this is just like the whole game. You're just catching Mons, battling Mons, which is kind of Pokemon all the games, but usually you have like gyms and you have other stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, this is all right. It's open world, makes it kind of fun because they can attack you and you got to dodge and there's like that. So, you know, it adds a new element to it. And I was like, whatever. So the next day, I saw G-Mart and Sam playing. I was like, all right, I'll hop on and play with them. Because usually when you're can playing with you other question. people. Did they actually go to bed? Uh, Yes. However, when Sam goes to bed, he plays video games for another like two hours off stream. So that's like Bless. his wind down. <laughs> Bless. Yep. He had a rough day. He needs, he needs to wind down <laughs> from such a trying day. <laughs> I mean, I get it. If I stream 12 hours a day, I'd have to wind down too. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't. understand. If I stream for more than like five hours, the minute I turn the stream off, I literally sink into my chair and just go, <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then don't move. One time... I actually fell asleep in my chair. I was so like, <laughs> oh, I'm just tired. Oh, come on now. Yeah, if I stream over like three hours, I have to like stand up. I got to move around. Like I can't do it. Uh, like I, I physically can't do it. So That's what I'm saying. <laughs> my butt hurts. My, my yeah. I'm like, I got to. My, my butt is falling asleep. I can't be sitting. I, it blows my mind when I see people are like hour 26. I'm like, how? How did you do this? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. It's like, uh, you know, I don't get it either. Especially since, like, Sam's already older and in pain. He's just like, neck hurts again. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder why. You're just streaming 12 hours a day. Uh, but, 
Where was I at? Oh, yeah, so the Pokemon. So I go back the next day. They're playing. I was like, I'll play with them and just, like, talk and hang out, you know? So I'm doing that, and then I played for another, like, two hours, and then I was like, I, I want to keep playing. And, like, ever since then, I've just, like, I've been hooked in. So at first, I was like, eh, you know what? I'll probably give this game, like, a 6. But now, I'd probably give it, like, a 7.5. That's pretty much a lot of people have been saying that uh, visually it's not that great to look at and it is kind of like a baby's first Pokemon vibe but gameplay wise mechanically it's phenomenal is what a lot of people have been saying yeah no I'd, I'd agree with that to a point I mean I think uh, I don't know if I'd want this to be my first Pokemon game maybe like second or third but like, well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people are going to play this for the first. Actually, that's a lie. Most first-time Pokemon <laughs> people play Pokemon Go. That's oh, their first Pokemon that's true experience. Too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was, I feel like most people have at least played it on the Game Boy or like a handheld system I, DS. I don't know, man. See, the problem is, is that we're looking at it from like our perspective. And I can say, yeah, well, I, I played Pokemon. And then, uh, but for me... Gold Silver was the last one I played, and that was how many years ago? So that was a while, yeah. There, there have been a lot of Pokemon games since, and what's crazy is seeing people jump into different generations and having different experiences. Uh, just you know, because it turns out, and I know this is gonna sound crazy, <laughs> since we were born, other people have been born, Crendor, who what? who are younger than us. I know, I know, what? who are younger than us, and are just discovering things that we've known for a while. It's wild. What? I know. <laughs> That's wild. I, what's crazy is Pokemon, you could have been born. Oh, my God. I need to look this date up. Uh, Pokemon, I'm trying to think of. Came out in like Pokemon Red, Blue. 96. Came out in 1996 yep. and in 98 in the U.S. Oh, 98 in the U.S. Okay. So, all right, 1998 in the U.S. Yeah, I was nine you, years old. That's what I'm saying. There are people that are now old enough to go fight in a war that weren't even existing when the first Pokemon came out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are, actually there are people who... Weren't alive. There are people who uh, weren't even alive who now can drink... Yeah. <laughs> when the first Pokemon was uh, yeah. I'm just that's crazy to me. <laughs> so definitely there are people who are ten, you know, people people who weren't even alive when Lord of the Rings came to theaters. <laughs> that is That's all I'm saying. Actually, people who weren't even alive when the Hobbit came to theaters ten oh years later, God. they're now playing Pokemon for the first time. I'm just saying, <laughs> when you think about it that way, it's crazy. It is crazy, and yeah. It feels like a solid entrance into the franchise because it doesn't seem like overly RPG-y. Yeah. At least that's what it looks I clearly haven't played. <laughs> but it looks like it's just like a... Uh, what is that? I was about to say Skyward Sword, but that's not... Wind, Breath of the Wild. Wind Waker? No, Breath of the Wild. That's yeah. what it is. Why does everything have like... Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild. It's a naming convention and a theme that like I get, but it. I'm old. It confuses me. I'm like, <laughs> what was that Zelda? <laughs> the one, remember when it was Zelda one and Zelda two, and yeah. then Link to the Past. <laughs> I think Breath of the Wild is my favorite though. At all, really? Yeah. I 
I don't know. Maybe I'm too. Oh, I still love. I still love Link to the Past. Link to the Past and Ocarina are my favorites. I, I tried to play Ocarina of Time and I quit. I literally you know couldn't do it. I Ocarina of Time currently stands in the exact same place that another one of my favorite games, Vagrant Story, is, where I have the memory of having played it at the time, which is why I love it. But going back, having tried to play Vagrant Story recently, having tried to play Ocarina, I cannot handle. I cannot handle them. They're like too old for me. I'm like these games aged poorly. The controls are just so bad. Yes, yes. It's so bad. And so like the thing with me is I like Breath of the Wild because I like open world. Uh, well, I'm not a big open world game person, but if it's done well, I like it. I think they did it real well and it has very like Studio Ghibli vibes. And I like that about it. So I just like walking around because it's very like ambient and comforting. Have you ever played Nino Kuni? I've seen people play it. It literally is Studio Ghibli vibes. <laughs> it straight up is like fantasy Pokemon. Like the whole point is it's an RPG, but you go around and you collect monsters to have the monsters fight on your behalf. It's probably going to be on sale for like $5 or something. Oh, yeah. The old old <laughs> Nino Kuni. That, that, like, yeah, there's a new one, Nino Kuni 2, but uh, that one's more like um, Pikmin kind of. I don't know how best to describe that. It's a little bit different. I think you would enjoy it. I think plus it's visually beautiful, and I think you would like the fat cat. <laughs> All right. Okay. There's like a big fat cat. <laughs> this is great. He's great. Yeah, dude. I just like aesthetically pleasing, comforting games, environment stuff. I got. Oh yeah. So that was just the new Pokemon. Oh my God. By the way, did you see that? There's that new Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I saw it only because Octopimp has not stopped playing. <laughs> right. So I saw him playing it, then I was like, well, I gotta download this. And so it's pretty much Magic the Gathering Arena, but Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is not surprising to me that everybody's doing like the Hearthstone Magic the Gathering Arena route, because it's just playing right. games online. And yeah. so I was like, alright, I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh! since like 8th grade. And I swear to God, I started opening packs, and it's like here's this card and it's like three paragraphs on one card that you have to like pull out a magnifying glass to read and i'm like <laughs> what? it's like you can secret that sounds like summon the power of twice the thrice if not if your opponent does the thing but if this condition is met and i'm like holy shit oh uh, back in my day you just had the legendary fisherman when, okay, here's my legendary fisherman. While Umi is on the field, this card is unaffected by spell effects and cannot be targeted for attacks, but does not prevent your opponent from attacking you directly. All right, simple, easy, you know what it does. But you look at, like, some of these new cards, and it's, like, insane. They have, like, pendulum summoning, which I think I need to, like, take a class to learn how to do. <laughs> and now, like, everybody just apparently uh, builds, like, the one one good deck and runs it and they try to kill you in one turn and that's just the Yu-Gi-Oh. There is uh, Heather Feather. So there is an ASMR person who, and, and the only reason why I know this is because I think I mentioned, uh, I don't know, some episode in the past about uh, how I found this girl who did a Pokemon deck opening and I thought it was very cute that it was just like her being like, I think this is a cute Pokemon. It was, it was like an ASMR, right? Yeah. But that rabbit hole took me to other card openings. Like all mm -hmm. these men and women on the internet are just like opening them, but doing like, this is Pikachu. You know, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. well, I ended up at Heather Feather 
and hers was by binaural ASMR. I don't know what that word is. <laughs> anyway, over 100 holographic Yu-Gi-Oh cards, rare, ultra rare, secret rare. And so it's her literally just going over her crazy deck and being like, I would use this card all the time. But I realized while looking at the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, the reason why I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh is because it is so insanely complicated. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like looking it's- at the, like her describing the cards and like the trap effects and this and that. I was like, how did a kid play this game? How were children playing this? This is insane. Well, it's it's gotten more complicated over the years. Well, of course it has. So like, okay, here we go. Back when I played, okay, back in my day. <laughs> Here's one of the cards from back in my day, all right? I'm going to show you Legendary Fisherman. I'm sure there's still some cards like this, but there it is, right? Looks okay. Looks like a card, like a magic card or anything, okay? Now, look at this card from, like, modern Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, my God. What the? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm not... My brain is not big enough to, like, play that game. The best way to describe this is... (laughs) Crendor sent me the legendary fisherman, and it yeah. literally is just a dude, I think, riding an orca, <laughs> holding <laughs> yeah. a spear, and uh, it says warrior, and then effect, and then it's, hey, while well, you do this, this can't be this, and that's that, and then it has the attack and defense. Yeah. Meanwhile, the next thing he linked me was Nirvana High Paladin. <laughs> if a pendulum monster you control attacks for that battle, it cannot be destroyed in battle, and then it's like... A whole paragraph, and on the side it has an 8 red and an 8 blue, and then underneath it, it has spellcaster synchro effect, and then lists another paragraph of stuff that is incredibly (laughs) small, and I can barely read it, and it's talking about, like, if you do this, then you can have your opponent's LP, and then if if you're in the monster zone, right, and then it has an attack, and then a defense, that's that's insane, but here's the thing, it says this was from 1996. Does it? It does. 1996, Kazuki uh, Takahashi. Uh, Maybe that's the artwork. Maybe the artwork is from 96. Yeah, I think the artwork's from 96. I don't think... This is Pendulum Summoning, and they did not What's have even more funny Summoning when I played. Is, I hate to be that guy, but... <laughs> the Nirvana High Paladin says 1996, but the Legendary Fisherman, the one you said was the original that you played, says 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they probably so, you know, still just print put the that card. out there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get it. I just think it's very funny that you're funny, like yeah. this one from when I was a kid's way better, and it literally <laughs> is a newer card from of the image you sent me. <laughs> Let's see, Nirvana High Paladin. Let's see, this came out in. It's got to be here. It's got to be here. Released facts. Come on. Oh, my God. There's so much text. I don't care. I just want to know when it got released. Card tips. I don't care. All right. I'm about to give up. Wait. Wait. This card is... Okay. Initial release, 2016. Uh, That checks out. Then you were correct. I was correct. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew it. Uh, what's, What's interesting is that this is a perfect example of why I don't play card games like this uh even going back so in witcher 3 there was gwent right but gwent Mm -hmm. in witcher 3 was literally just math it was like you need this many points to do this many things and that's it then they made gwent the card game and in the card game it was very similar to this it was like well spell effect this thing and i 
truly to my core dislike games like this where I have to read eight paragraphs and I'm like, all right, so if I just create the synergies, I'm like, I don't want a synergies. I want to do anything but that. <laughs> and I, yeah, I can't do card games. They look beautiful. They're super neat. But all the synergies and this and that is just like oh, too much for me. I realize they have. Oh, well, you got the deck build. You got to do this. I'm like, what if I didn't, though? So they have Legendary Fisherman 2. And then they have Legendary Fisherman 3. And you can see as. Whoa, Legendary Fisherman 2 looks like a badass. You can see as they progress, the text just <laughs> grows. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> It, it, from the first, maybe that's the problem is you had the basic ass one who's like, I do one thing, and then, then yeah. you know, Legendary Fisherman <laughs> 2 is like, Yeah, well, part of it was I think I was reading about it, and they said they don't use keywords or something. Where when you play something like Magic the Gathering, it's like, Oh, this thing has trample, and you know, like, yes. Oh, okay, I know what trample is, but I guess they don't have that from what I was hearing, and so they just explain it all in text form. Which is why the descriptions are so like this old. is this is ins the description for Legendary Fisherman Three is insane. Cannot be normal summoned set. Don't know what any of that means. <laughs> so you have to know that. Well, yeah. Then it says normal summon, special summon, and then there's pendulum summoning. I don't even know how that works. Then it's like must be special summoned from your hand by tributing. That's a capital T. So tributing is a thing. Yeah. Tributing the Legendary Fisherman. When this card is special summoned, you can banish all monsters your opponent controls. Also, this card cannot attack this turn. So that at least kind of makes sense. Right. Cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects. Also, unaffected by spell trap effects. Once per turn, you can return as many of your opponent's banished cards as possible to their, I assume, GY's graveyard. Yeah. And if you do, the first battle or effect damage your opponent takes this turn becomes doubled. So already, this is one card, and I can think of at least two things I have to keep on the top of my head every turn. <laughs> yeah. That's too much for me. <laughs> well, the thing is, I like card games, but this is even just too crazy for me. I like My thing is I like magic drafts, because when you magic draft, it allows you to get different styles of decks or like you're not playing against the same decks every time when you play against constructed stuff it's like i built the greatest deck of all time and you're like okay cool but when you draft you have to like create your own deck and then see how it goes based on what you got in rng so i like that at least with magic it, stuff is it makes sense like things yeah. things make sense so Here's a random card I got. Dragon Master Outcast. It's a red card, so it's fire-based. Creature Human Shaman. Right. So already I'm like, I know what I'm dealing with yeah. here. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control six or more lands, right? So we know what lands are. We know yeah. what upkeep is. Just from the, the put a 5-5 five, five red dragon on the field. That's it. That's all it does. Yeah. I have six lands. I put the, dra the dragon down that has a 5-5. Five, five. That's it. Yeah. Magic's usually like that, pretty straightforward. It's so simple. But that's yeah. what I like about it, too. Exactly. No, absolutely that's what I like about it. Now, I will say, I forgot about one other thing, which we're on the subject of games. I also learned how to play 40K. Can I tell you the thing really quickly before you tell me how you learned it? Yeah. There is a YouTube channel where uh, these guys put on 40K campaigns. Uh, not campaigns, I guess, but battles. And battle reports. Yeah. They, re they rec It might be battle report. They record all of That's it. That's what they're called. And then they... 
I watched this one guy. Uh, it, it was it was a Tyranid slash Marine battle, but they were like forty billion points, and so they just had <laughs> massive armies, and it was basically like the guy had to survive five waves of attack. And concept wise, was awesome. I was like, oh my god, this is so neat, and everything about it looked cool. And then they started playing, and I was like, ah, this is, <sighs> boy, this is. <laughs> I'm going to fast forward through this. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all right, two hours later, and okay, what happened? So, <laughs> like, all right. uh, really good ones are play on tabletop. They have really good high-quality battle reports. What isn't like, it isn't low quality. It had effects and cool shit going on, but just the idea of what you're actually, thank God Total War Warhammer exists. <laughs> because actual Warhammer is like it's a level too high for me. I'm like, you gotta, I gotta collect all. I, this dude, <laughs> at one point, an enemy attacked, and he's like, all right, so I need to roll eighty die, and any threes that I get are a successful hit. So this is him dumping dice on it. It was, ins- yeah. I'm like, this sucks. This, is, this isn't cool. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> no, How do you not like rolling not. dice? Eighty, like. Three, six, maybe. <laughs> Just no, take you... a bucket. Just take a bucket and dump it. Like, no, it depends. all right, I get any threes. <laughs> depends that on sucks. the army you're playing. If you get that many dice, most of the time you're only rolling like you're rolling like under twenty dice. Well, it depends. Maybe like twenty, thirty if you're shooting a lot. Uh, see, I played Age of Sigmar, so like Age of Sigmar, you don't roll as many dice because you don't really have as many shooty spam units. Well, that's not, there's a lot of shooting, but like usually it's like consolidated shooting, like 10 shots or like 15 shots or 5 shots. So you don't roll as many dice. Uh, but usually you're rolling the hit and wound. So out of those 80 dice, you have to hit. So you have to roll whatever your hit is. So if it's threes, you have to roll higher than three or higher. And then you have to wound, which is like rolling again. So you have to roll twice to actually hit them. And then they have a chance to save it. Again. It's so much. It's so crendor. It's so much. It's not that much once you'll once you'll learn it. No, 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 no. Like mechanically, I understand the idea of the of the dice and it being like, well, on a five six I get a hit, or on a two three, whatever, I get that. But at the same time, dudes are like breaking out measuring tape. Well, you have to just... measure. That's how you move. <laughs> that sucks, dude. That doesn't sucks. sucks. That sucks. That it sucks. It doesn't suck. You're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's just a very like advanced board game. It. I mean, it's a tabletop war game. I understand. There's, yes. uh, but it's also the reason I'm not in a tabletop war game. I just, <laughs> whoo. You just don't get it. So here's the thing. I don't. You say like, oh, that would take forever. It takes hours. But then you'll play Final Fantasy for like eight hours. I yeah, but that's because I'm doing a thing. That it, like, Final Fantasy isn't me sitting there being like, all right, so this is 15 inches away. And if I, it's the it, you know what it is? It's the perfect example is when I played Warhammer uh, Blood Bowl with you. Right. It's the, it's the exact, exact same thing. I didn't like. It then, when it came down to like movement and position, and then rolling die and percentages, you don't like that's... strategy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like strategy, but admittedly, th- there's there's more to it than that. 
you're you're there's chance involved, like a lot of chance. Yes, you're you're so, strategically that, that, trying uh, to use the least, the lowest amount of dice rolls so that you have a high success of succeeding or putting yourself oh, in a good position. None of that's fun to me. I, see. I think we've I think we established it before. <laughs> I there's two types of game players. Those who like the challenge, like the struggle of I'm climbing uphill and I'm constantly like bombarded with pain and in the end I'll be victorious. And then those who like the power fantasy. And I'm the power fantasy guy. <laughs> I want to be like level 99 from the start and I want to murder everyone along my way. I want to be the biggest badass who ever lived. And then when I'm done, be like, well, that was fun and move on with my day. Like, that's why I love dynasty warriors where I can hit a thousand guys in one battle and just be like, yeah, it's, it's a different style of, of player. And I know that you are the guy who's like, I want to be bombarded with pain. <laughs> I want to succeed because I've earned this. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't well, that. That's the thing. It's like when you're already at the top, like who cares? That's like it's like just getting the max level, and then you're like, all right, well, I'm max level. Like you gotta you gotta level through the levels. No, I'd rather start at max level. All right. Well, yeah, we're we're. Very I'd rather different. start at max level. <laughs> I want to be Kratos at the end of a God of a War game, where I have all my abilities <laughs> unlocked, and I'm just like killing gods and slashing bodies. I want that from moment one. So uh, what we're, we're getting at is that you just want to be the strongest, most powerful person ever and just shit on people. Yes, correct. But I'm the opposite where I just want to grow in power and then eventually be strong like I earned it. And then yeah, you want to earn it. Yeah, no, you're definitely the hero of the story. Yeah, I'm, I'm clearly the villain. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, I know what I am. Well, I just want I just want that power, and then I will use it for nefarious purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. In League of Legends and stuff, when you're playing, I wouldn't say I'm a hero. <laughs> Sometimes it is. It's like I said. It's about making other people not have fun. That is, because uh, they're also trying to go along the path. And then you're like, guess you're not going. <laughs> Guess I'm going ahead of you, and then boom, you Denny's them, and they're gone. Oh, so you see, so yeah, so you have to like your your eye of the tiger in your way. You have to like take people out on your way up. Me, I'm already at the top, and so I don't even concern myself with anyone else. But yeah, the thing is, like, I also don't like the the. I like when it's a very competitive, close match or environment, whatever it is, whatever you're playing. Because if it's like, oh, I'm like really good at this game, and I'm play against someone that's really bad. So I'm like way ahead in power level or whatever it might be. Then it's not even fun. It's like you're LeBron no. James playing against middle schoolers just dunking yeah, on. Yeah, that smirking. sounds great to me. I would <laughs> love to be LeBron James dunking on twelve year olds. Are you kidding me? That'd no. be amazing. And those kids would remember that. I'd teach them a lesson. <laughs> those kids would be like, Mister LeBron. I'd be like, Dunk, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those kids would remember me. So anyway, I learned how to play 40K. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who never really thought I'd play 40K because I mainly like fantasy stuff and Warhammer Fantasy and like Sigmar. And I was like, I'm not a big space person. But I like Necrons and I like Orcs. And that's it. Nothing else interests me. Just Necrons and Orcs. And so that's all I've <laughs> played. I, admittedly, 
The uh, Necron, like space skeletons that are like machine skeletons, look cool as hell. Admittedly, yeah. they look very, they look very cool. They are very cool. Everything else just feels like it's space marines or variation of space marine. It's like this is a death I, space marine. This is a chaos space marine. This is a elf space marine. You're like, okay. Uh, agreed. I I'm not a big 40k fan. I think it's kind of like, I don't know. Is it is it okay to say it's too dark? You know what I mean? Like yeah, everything in 40k is like, and then in order to power a warship. 8,000 people are sacrificed every day. And then, in order to create a machine, you must kill 50 children. I'm like, this is... This sucks. This is this is dumb. Well, you're just... I mean, you're only looking at one faction or whatever. This is why... Let's the see. humans! The human yeah, well, faction is what I'm humans. looking at. We learned that from my D&D thing. I, it carries over. I just... I hate all the human factions in every game. They're just boring... And I don't like it, which is why I just, like, if you look at everything I play, it's like lizard men, Skaven, uh, orcs, robots. Like, that's all I play. I know, like, even in my World of Warcraft character, I got Taran, Orc, Troll. I don't think it, like... Agreed. So, that's oh, just what I like. But you will you will be happy to know that last night, <laughs> I started a, because uh, I was really bored, I went back and did Warhammer 2, and, uh... Started a lizard man campaign oh, yeah. as some dude who's like the white lizard, which uh, I thought was very. See the Crocs of Gore? Uh, no, it's like Gormok or some. He, he's from oh, Gorok. Gor yeah, Gorok. He's, he's, he's in the southern. Blood. He's got the shield. Yeah, so that dude is. <laughs> I love how you know this stuff. <laughs> that dude is like in the bottom corner. And so. I uh, was like, oh, perfect. He's in the corner. He doesn't have to work, watch his back. I'd love to start this campaign. So I started it, and I kept one more turning because I was doing so well. And I'll let you know the reason why I kept doing that, my power fantasy. Because I didn't have to watch my back. I conquered the south so quickly <laughs> that I was so powerful. I was just marching north, destroying, and I was like, this is great. This is a No one stands in my way. Get out of the way, vampires. Get out of the way, humans. Get out of the way, elves. It was great. And that uh, that is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also on a journey to grow stronger. I mean, yeah, but I felt pretty strong. <laughs> I may be on the journey to grow stronger, but I felt pretty strong to begin with. I You literally start with another. You have your main guy, and then you have another dude who's like a lizard in like a floating tomb. Oh, do you get Lord Croak? I, I think so. Yes, you get him for like freezies. Yeah, and, and so Lord that Croak dude is, like is just stronger like, than a normal slain. He's like the most powerful slain. That's what I'm saying. So that dude is like giving me all these extra things, and so I was super straight up from the beginning. He's like, I heal all of your units. So if you attack, they're healed immediately the next turn. I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> I was broken. Loved every minute of it. Had a blast. <laughs> I want more of that. All right. I mean, you're the guy who plays, like, a RTS game on Team Deathmatch. You start with, like, 80,000 of each resource. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... I don't know, it's, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. The most, the most different yeah. of strokes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of, speaking of different strokes... Oof, that's weird. <laughs> 
Uh, keystrokes, that is. There we go. <laughs> Saved it, go. Jesse. We have a survey that we would love for you to take. Uh, Rooster Teeth, our delightful parent company, um, is doing a survey just so they can learn more about you listening right now and what you like about this podcast. So it would be very helpful if you could click the link. It's in the description. Uh, if you're on YouTube, it's in the description below. If you are listening, uh, I don't know. I'll like tweet it out. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I don't know. That's probably not a great idea. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, it is in the descriptor there as well. Hopefully that link works. Maybe just copy it and then go there. Whatever the case may be, it's the roosterteeth.surveysparrow.com link. Uh, please, by all means, go there. It will ask you just a bunch of questions like how often you listen and stuff like that. I don't know what it's for, but <laughs> they asked us to do it, and so we shall. This is like when you go to Taco Bell and they're just like, hey, take the receipt and uh, go online and fill it out. And I'm like, okay. But you're not going to get a free taco from us. Yeah, you're not going to get a free taco, but please do it. Yeah, please, please do it. <laughs> Pretend you're eating. Like, go buy a taco and then do it, and then you'll feel like you got a free taco, except you spent your own money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Also today, we're brought to you by Beam. Hey, do you want to be part of the wellness revolution of 2022? I mean, come on. Everyone is trying to get better, feel better, get more fit. There, there are so many different ways to... Get over the fact that we just spent two years, probably, except for Crendor, most of us are in the worst health we've ever been in. It's just a lot of time at home doing absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, Crendor over here like, I am the alpha male, right? Yeah, I went to the gym today. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> well, the first thing you can do to get better with yourself and the world is sleep more. It's the key to everything we do is getting enough sleep. And Beam Premium CBD is here to help with that. If you're listening right now, you can get a really great discount on Beam's sleep product, Dream Powder. It is their best-selling healthy hot cocoa. It contains natural sleep-promoting ingredients. It's triple lab-tested, no THC, and you wake up refreshed. Just mix Dream Powder into hot water or milk and stir it and enjoy before bedtime. It is one of my go-tos. Every time I'm like, man, I need to be asleep, but I'm still jacked from the day and I, I got to be up tomorrow. It trust me when I say when you've got, I don't know, like an hour before bed, just like make yourself a nice cup of cocoa and sit down or walk around your house and reflect on, I don't know, <laughs> the world. I have no idea. Do what makes you happy. And then you will find very quickly that you are ready for bed. Trust me. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Patrick and Baker Mayfield. For a limited time, get $20 off, $75 or more when you go to beamorganics.com slash cox and use code cox at checkout. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash cox and use code cox for $20 off. Make 2022 the year of you with Beam. Also today, we're brought to you by Private Internet Access. PIA is America's number one virtual private network, or VPN, that hides your IP address, encrypts your connection, and keeps you safe online, offering you the secure internet that even incognito mode can't provide. If you're not okay with the cable company or Google having access to all your info, which they definitely do, 
PIA can help keep your data out of their hands. If you've never used a VPN before, PIA will encrypt and reroute your internet traffic, hiding your data from all the people and businesses trying to collect it online. It also has the ability to unlock geo-restricted content, save for streaming platforms like Netflix when you're trying to watch a show from the UK. It comes with easy-to-use apps and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization, and was just ranked the fastest VPN by PC Mag. If you want to learn more or sign up right now and take advantage of a great deal, three years of access plus an additional four months free for just $1.98 a month, that's 83% off. With a 30-day money-back guarantee and millions of users worldwide, private internet access is the right choice when it comes to protecting yourself online. All you gotta do to get 83% off three years and four months of PIA is go to privateinternetaccess.com slash jessecox. Once again, for $1.98 a month, go to privateinternetaccess.com slash jessecox. Also, today we're brought to you by Me Undies. Are you are 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 you in love with someone right now? Listening, listening right now. Are you in love with someone? If you said no, how dare you? Do you not love yourself? Whoa. Look, we're not perfect. None of us is perfect. No relationship is perfect. Not even a relationship with each other. But let me tell you something. You can make it a little bit better by gifting me underwear for Valentine's Day. Because there's nothing like gifting underwear to your significant other for Valentine's Day. I mean, hopefully you'll get to see each other in the, you know what I'm saying? And if you're single and, you know, looking to mingle, mingle yourself into a pair for yourself, maybe a friend or your family, or just take two. What the heck? Also, you can get it for your buddy. You can get a dog hoodie or buddy bands to match with your four-legged BFF. There's plenty to choose from at MeUndie. Super soft, super cute undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, shirts, all sorts of stuff from sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has their great offer as always. For a limited time, 25% off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. And if you're a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. This is a great deal. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Crendor. That's MeUndies.com slash Crendor. That's me. All right, let's go to the chapter. Let's get the Crendor. Let's drive out there. Oh, boy. Traffic is... <laughs> oh, God. Um, It's going. Look at that. Wow, there's a lot of traffic down there. In fact... Uh, except if you're on the East Coast, then there's not a lot of traffic because there's the big, big blizzard, big snowstorm hitting. So y'all watch out for that one. Um, but aside from that, let me just say, uh, yeah, back to you. Thanks, Crendor. Now let's go <laughs> over to Crendor at the weather desk. Ooh, weather time. Uh, well... There's a blizzard happening. Did you know that? I am aware. I heard that in the traffic report. Actually. That's what happens. They mentioned in the traffic report that it was brought up on the weather. You know? Crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what the winter storm is called? I, uh, uh, Crendor. Eric. 
Nope. Uh, Keenan. Keenan? As in yep. Keenan and Kel? Yeah, like Keenan and Kel. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Actually, I think it's snowing there right now. Let's see. Northeast starts digging out. Uh, oh, geez. Hey, two feet of snow. So it looks like Connecticut got 21.5 inches, Massachusetts 24 inches, and Bridgewater, New Jersey 21 inches, Atlantic City 16 inches, New York 24 inches, Rhode Island 21 inches, 83 mile an hour winds on Cape Cod. Woo! Big time power outages. There's some wild stuff going on over there. Did you know there's a show called Keenan? <laughs> I did not. A TV show. And it's Keenan. Keenan stars in the show about Keenan. It's crazy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, now I now you know. Now I know. What's crazy is if you type in Keenan, you get advertisements for Keenan's show, Keenan on Saturday Night Live, and headlines like Keenan swirls away, leaving bitter cold tips. <laughs> which now I'm just imagining. <laughs> the ridiculous Keenan Thompson just twirling. Why is that? How am I writing Saturday Night Live bits? Make it happen. <laughs> um. So let's go to uh, let's go to Boston for this one because apparently got hit hard. Good old Boston. In Boston, Massachusetts, it's twelve degrees. Light snow and wind now. Looks like things are calming down a bit. Uh, let's see, you got under an inch of snow every hour. So yeah, it looks like it just left there. Uh, wowee. And it currently feels like negative eight degrees with a 73% humidity, 29.46 inches of pressure, 1.5 miles of visibility, 25 mile an hour wind still. So it's still windy out there. You got your dew point at 5, you got your UV index at 0, and you got your moon phase as a waning crescent. The hourly forecast, you got, well, actually, it's just snow and cold for the hours. Look at the 10-day. Saturday night, snowy and windy conditions. Evening giving way to some clearing late, some blowing and drifting snow. Uh, 20 to 30 miles an hour, chance of snow, 90%. Yeehaw. It's uh, Sunday, though, 25 degrees and sunny. So, quite the opposite. Uh, then we got Monday, 31, mostly Sunday, mostly sunny. It's mostly Sunday on Monday. Hey, hey, you know what? I feel that sometimes. That's not a lie to me. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Tuesday, 36, mostly cloudy. Wednesday, 42, cloudy. Thursday, 44, with showers. That's practically spring. Uh, and then Friday, 39 with rain and freezing rain. And Saturday, 26, partly cloudy. And then it becomes less spring. And that's the Boston weather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to sports. Sports. Welcome to Sports Desk. Oh, I'm here, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, we've got sports, so, I mean, no NFL games have happened yet. Bengals, Chiefs are going to be playing in the championship. 49ers, Rams also going to be playing in the championship. News that Tom Brady might retire, uh, which is pretty wild. 22 years in the NFL. And you know what? I say good retirement. Have fun. Here's the thing. People are reporting his retirement. 
the ESPN was, then the NFL Network was, and then somebody was like, Tom Brady said he hasn't said anything yet. And Tom Brady's dad was like, said he hasn't made up his mind yet. So part of me is like, if, if Tom Brady is just mad at all the media saying he's going to retire, what if he's just like, you know what, screw it, I'm not retiring. Like, he seems like the type of guy to do that. No, nah, I say he gives into pressure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what I say? He gives in. I say he gives into pressure. Uh, I don't think. And I, retires. And well, I still. Done. I think he's still gonna retire, though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's the football news over in basketball. Miami Heat. At the top of the East, the Bulls, 76ers, Cavaliers right behind them, the Bucks, Nets, Hornets, and Celtics. And in the West, you got the Suns at the top with the Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets, Clippers, Timberwolves, all in the top eight spots. Over in hockey, you've got the Panthers at the top, the Hurricanes at the top, the Avalanche at the top, and the Golden Knights at the top. And also at the top. <laughs> is no one see they're all like me they're all they're all like everyone's at the top we all have uh, superpowers <laughs> uh well there's some teams not at the top they're not yeah but superpowers. like in I'm not, I know I'm not concerned about them <laughs> <laughs> I mean you should be they might be they might be flying up the rankings you know Ugh. so uh, the last sport we got to cover is the Olympic Games are going to be happening in less than a week now. Six days. Ooh, is there gonna, are they going to do like a Olympics opening? You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. They <laughs> like an opening <laughs> ceremony. I haven't heard anything about like no one's running with a torch. I don't know. What's going on? Uh, I have no Olympic idea. Olympic torch. What's happening here? Olympic relay. The Olympic flame symbol. That's none of this is helpful. This is all like, do you know what an Olympic torch is? Uh oh, never mind. The Olympic torch will be in Batavia this weekend. Wait, what the shit is this? Athlete safety fears over Beijing's fake snow for Olympic ski contest. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> fake snow. I mean, I guess they have to put down fake snow, right? I guess so. Let's see. It's icier surface is more treacherous for takeoffs and landings. That sounds bad. <laughs> Let's see. 49, gallon, 49 million gallons of water and 300 snow guns are creating a blanket of white for skiing, luge, bobsleigh, and skeleton events. What the shit? Oh, this is wild. Okay. So, uh, I'm so glad you brought this up. This is fascinating. Basically, people are freaking out because, one, um, like you just mentioned, the artificial snow has just some really bad problems with yeah. it. But more importantly, Beijing is notoriously low on water. And... They have uh, they've had an overreliance on groundwater, and the ice glaciers have melted, and essentially, you know, eighty. It says here that China's glaciers have melted by eighty-two percent, and one fifth of the ice cover has been lost since the nineteen fifties. 
they have a water shortage that is expected to be at critical levels for all of China by the end of the decade. And basically, now they're pumping in tons and tons of water from that limited supply in order to make fake snow. And people are like, what are you doing? We have to live. <laughs> Jesus. So they're literally just wasting water so that they can create snow for the Olympics. That's what that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is... <laughs> It's not very good. What's crazy is they say, well, uh, the response was, actually, the water that we're using, only 2% is local water from Beijing, which means they have to, they're have they bringing water from other... I don't even know how. That technically seems like a waste of energy as well. <laughs> yeah. To pump 98% of the water from somewhere else? <laughs> that seems like a tremendous waste of time. <laughs> it does seem like a giant waste of time. And resources. Uh, yeah. Man. I guess they promised a green Olympics. And everyone's like, how? How is this possible? <laughs> well, hopefully nobody gets hurt on the slip, slip slide and ice snow or whatever it is. Uh, what? Oh, this is interesting that uh, Beijing Winter Olympics is the first to rely on artificial snow. Is that a climate change thing, or is that just because I, every other place has had actual snow? I don't know. I guess, I feel like they wouldn't have had the Winter Olympics if they didn't have winter time with snow. That's what and I'm stuff, saying. Right? <laughs> Maybe it's just too warm there. For, but they are saying that fake snow is also the thing that's on most American ski slopes right now. Oh, Which probably gives us an advantage, so take that, world! We're coming for you, baby! <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the sports. All right. What is our weird fact of the day? Our weird fact of the day. Hey, 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 Ella, hey, hey. Ella. <laughs> Under my umbrella. So. Ella. Uh... Let's see, any good ones here? All right, how about this one? There is one letter Q in any U.S. state name. The only letter in the alphabet to be missing... Wait. J and Z are represented once in New Jersey and Arizona. So Q is the only letter not in a state. Well... I don't know, I've seen a few dudes spell Arkansas with a Q. Yeah, that kind of counts. I just don't like I just don't like I just don't like when you say it like that cuz it sounds like it's the start of a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only letter is is not Q. We're going to get a message from a guy who's like, "That's right, brother. <laughs> Q's out there speaking the truth." Oh no, I don't like this at all. all right, let me throw it's another fact all. in there real quick then. Uh, <laughs> preserves are like jam but made with more whole fruit. Marmalade is preserves made from citrus fruit. So preserves actually have more of the whole fruit in them. So preserves are better than jam. Yeah. So marmalade I mean, is actually pretty good because it's got a lot of citrusy fruit in it. I love a good orange marmalade. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preserves are... Uh, jam is just sugar, basically. Yeah. yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah. Well, I'm all right with that then. Yeah. That's yeah. 
There you go. There's your fact of the day. <laughs> That's a good fact. That works. <laughs> okay, good. Did you know there's no letter Q in jam? <laughs> Why is that, Crandor? I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, boy, that sucks. <laughs> All right. Let's get to that big news story of the day. Big news story of the day. Um, so I've found three small news stories of the day. That uh, Honestly, they're all pretty solid, but they don't go into detail, which is their big problem. I am I am ready. Um, so this one's funny because uh, this is... Okay, well, yeah, there we go. So first one, <laughs> the article is called, quote, Call my grandma, drunk Florida man taken by police from Tampa International Airport. A man preparing to board a Spirit Airlines flight. Yep, Spirit Airlines. Call, call, call my grandma. On Wednesday, took a trip with police after a drunken tirade in Terminal A at Tampa International Airport. Of call course. my grandma. Tell her I'm not coming, the man said. I'm so <laughs> effing angry. He pulled angry. the tell my grandma I'm not coming? Yeah. Amazing. I'm so effing angry. Carry me, the man said to police. I'm so effed up. In the video, you can hear the man say to the spirit employee, You already owe me $262.18 because you charged me twice because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> the man was escorted from Terminal A in a wheelchair. Well, That's... they did carry him in a way. They yeah, wheeled true. him, which is like a carry. That's true. Um, yeah, kind of. So yeah, that's that story. That's all we got. <laughs> you no know what? More... That's all we need. Let's be real. That's true. It's I think it was just a crazy. That's joke, all we needed man. from that story. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have Florida man steals thirty three thousand dollars in rare coins, uses them in change machines. A Florida man stole more than thirty thousand dollars in rare coins and cashed them in for a fraction of their value at change machines at area grocery stores. Palm. That says so much. Like, it doesn't say anything about the man and everything about the fact that, like, he was like, I don't even, I just need to live. I just, <laughs> need, I just didn't want money. <laughs> Palm Beach's sheriff office investigators said Shane Anthony Melly stole the rare presidential coins valued at 1000 each and other items worth a total of $350,000. Investigators said he sold some of the coins to a pawn shop for 4000 then exchanged the majority of them through Coinstar at the grocery stores, which would only give face value for them a fraction of their worth. He was arrested and charged with grand theft and unrelated drug charges. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, that, that sucks for whoever uh, those coins were, because I don't know how you get those back. Oh, yeah, you'd have to like go through the Coinstar machines. And other, maybe, maybe yeah, that's they're how they gone. figured it out. They're just like, who put these rare presidential coins in the Coinstar machine? I mean, I guess you're right. They do all have cameras, right? Yeah. And then the grand finale. A guy on drugs tried to claim his bag of syringes was, quote, for fishing. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's hard out there on the open seas. Cops in Vero Beach, Florida, got a call Saturday afternoon about a 30-year-old named Eric Bennett who was, quote, visibly intoxicated on an unknown <laughs> substance. <laughs> Yeah, he was. <laughs> While they were talking to him, they noticed his pockets were filled with something because they were bulging out. So they asked him he if he had... He just put drugs in his pockets? 
probably had drugs in his pockets. So they asked him if he he had any weapons on him, and he responded by telling them he had a bag full of syringes, but he claimed they weren't for drugs, they were for fishing. He said he used them for fishing but didn't elaborate, and he didn't have any other fishing equipment on him. He did have cigarettes with a bag of fentanyl inside, though. (laughs) 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 Else you think I'm going to catch these fish, you give them the fentanyl. They pass out, and then you syringe them. Is, so, <laughs> wait, hold on. Is that what he said? No, that's what I said. Oh, I was about to say, like, is that from the article? Because that is a pretty solid, like, look, officer, what I do is I crumble them up, you know, like goldfish, and I sprinkle them on the top of the water, and the fish come up, and they eat them, and then when they're laying there, I scoop them up. And to make sure they don't flop around in my boat, I stick them with the syringe. <laughs> you don't want to count that they're very high. So, hey, who knows what's going on their little fish heads. Uh, he's been arrested for grand theft, drunk driving, driving without a license, and possession of drug paraphernalia in the past. He's due in court next month. You know what? At least he's sticking with it. That's good. Yeah, at least, you know, he's <laughs> sticking with what he believes in. Yeah, what he knows. He's doing what he knows. <laughs> that's really, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we all do. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of this podcast... <laughs> huh. <sighs> Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks so much. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Crendor, hit them with the socials. We've got socials, youtube.com slash Cox and Crendor podcast. Find all the episodes for this podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash Cox Crendor podcast. Also, cut off the podcast part. You'll go to youtube.com slash Cox and Crendor. You'll find all the funny animations. Uh, and then go to our other stuff. We're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go wherever uh, and type in Cox and Crendor. We'll probably be there. Uh... Find our other stuff. We got YouTube.com, Jessicax, YouTube.com, Crendor, Twitch.tv, Jessicax, Twitch.tv, that's Crendor, Twitter.com, Jessicax, Twitter.com, so Crendor, Facebook, Jessicax, Facebook, Crendor, Patreon, Jessicax, Patreon, Crendor, and uh, YouTube.com, Warhammer, Crendor, if you like me talking about 40K and normal Sigmar, mainly Sigmar, but I figured I'd bring it up because we talk about Warhammer, and uh, some other stuff, whatever. Okay. That is it for us. We'll see y'all next time. And as always, woo, to be continued.